Welcome to True Zach Show. I'm here with Eric, Brian, and I'm joined by a special guest, Diabolic, the rapper Diabolic, just in case nobody knows. But, you know, we're big fans. I've been a big fan since about, I think, 03 when I saw you on Showtime the next. And uh, we're going to get into that. And I just uh, want to thank you for coming on, man. I hope you're staying safe out there. How you doing? Yeah, man, you too. Um, I appreciate you guys having me. I do. Um, you took it way back. Yeah, Showtime shit, man. Yeah, bro, and I want to get into that because I got – we will get into that. I got into an argument with my friend, I still remember to this day, about your episode specifically. But uh, what I like to do is get the guys on we kind of grew up, like, watching a bit and, like, hear their stories. So let us know how you got into rap, man. Like, start from the beginning. Let's think. Um, hmm. I mean, probably like a lot of people. I had an older brother. He's like, five, six years older than me. So he had like uh, trying to think the, the earliest stuff was it's like Rock Him and Black Sheep, um, N.W.A. So I started listening to hip hop like stealing his tapes. Two Live Crew that was a big one because oh, uh, I was supposed to listen to that, you know. Mm-hmm. And you're like a little kid, you're not supposed to be listening to that shit. Um, <clears throat> I started like that. I started listening to his stuff as I got a little older. You know, like junior high, really, 13, 14 years old, I really started getting into it more. We started trying to rap. Um, I couldn't rap for shit. I was pretty terrible. I could always write, kind of, but I couldn't right. rap at all. I had my homie, Chris Snots, who was dope from the first rhyme he ever wrote. He was like, he was just nice. I, I don't even understand it. He could write, he could rap good, he was on beat, everything. He used to... uh he just made me freestyle. Cause he'd be like, yo, your vocabulary is crazy. You just keep going, keep going. I would always be fucking up. And then I learned how to freestyle and I could pretty much rap after that. Right. So I got into it. It was fun. You know, we do a lot of house party shit, you know, ciphers, smoking weed and shit. And then um, girls started blowing me when I would oh. battle people, <laughs> to be honest with you. And I was like... <laughs> This is fucking really cool, you know? Yeah. Well, rap you know, made you fucking awesome. seem cool. Boy, that, that didn't happen to honest. me when I started rapping. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a couple blowies and fucking, I was like, this is definitely for me, you know? And then, uh, yeah, I just kind of got addicted to it after that. Then, you know, we got a little older. We were like 17, 18 years old, which was the mid-90s, like 95, 96. We started trying to get into studios to record music. But like it wasn't like now where you could just hit somebody up on the internet, get a beat, you know, record yeah. your shit for yeah. forty bucks or something. Back then, it was like you needed uh, a you needed to know somebody who made beats, or you you know you could use stuff off of uh you know like singles and stuff. You could use industry stuff. So you you'd either need a producer behind you, and then every session was ridiculous. You had to buy ADAT tapes, which yeah. looked like. If you don't know what those are, they look like VHS tapes. They're about 120 bucks a piece back then, maybe. And they fit about three songs, three to four songs on them, depending on the length, like 14 minutes of music or something. And then studios were 60 to $7,500 an hour to record. So it wasn't easy. You know, you're like 17, 18 years old, and the session could run you 100 for a day, 250 for a session. Was that with mixing, too? Was that with mixing, too? They, they would kind of mix it on the spot. Yeah. They would kind of, you know, it was all analog back then, so they could kind of do it as you were going. It would sound pretty good, you know. 
but it was it was expensive. So we started trying to do that. Then um, a little after that, late '90s, you know, digital eight track and sixteen track recorders, the little things kind of looked like an MPC, mm-hmm. started being available, and people started having those. So you could kind of record, you know, at people's cribs a little more often, and became a little more accessible. And but I mean, honestly, it was kind of a fucking pipe dream, though. You know, back then, you kind of just thought, like, yeah, maybe somebody will notice me. I'll get a deal or some some producer will pull me on. You know, it was kind of a pipe dream in, like, I don't know, like, 99, maybe, 2000. I was working this shitty job, and my homie was on fucking AOL, like, Instant Messenger, back yeah. way back. You know, like, he was on AIM, yep. talking to some chick who claimed she could get me into a battle at the wetlands, right? And and he's like, yo, you want to battle at the wetlands tonight? I'll, I'll drive out to the city. And I was like, all right, yeah, let's do it. So we go to the fucking spot, go to the wetlands, legendary place. And uh, that chick couldn't do shit. She couldn't get me into a battle. She was full of shit. <laughs> so I went up to the door, and the guy doing the door was Poison Pen. Okay, he was throwing wow. the battle. She, he was throwing the battle. He organized the event with Mahogany Brown. So I went up to Poison Pen, who I, you know, I didn't know him. I had never met him before that. And uh, I had heard of him on, like, college radio a couple times. I knew what Stronghold was and Breeze Ever Flowing. At one point in my life, I was convinced was the greatest rapper to ever live. And uh, so I went up to Poison Pen, and I was like, yo, put me in this battle. I'll murder everybody. I just said it to him. And he looked at me like, what the (laughs) fuck is this guy talking about, you know? And I was like, nah, for real, put me in the battle. I'll body everybody here. What I didn't know was he knew who I was, kind of. Because right. my homie Lou Cipher and Manifest, who used to battle, they were a couple of years younger than me. I had met them out here at a studio, DJ Crossfader Studio. And Penn and them were always looking for artists to battle because they did bi-weekly. Like every other week, they would do a battle. And uh, so they were always looking for people to battle. And, and Lou Cipher was looking for me. He couldn't get in touch with me, but he was like, yo, I got to get diabolic. I got to get diabolic. You got to hear this guy. He'll murk people. So he knew who I was. He put me in the battle. And, uh, and I did. I bodied people in that battle. That's how I met everybody I know in pretty much New York hip hop was that one night. Wow. So I met Poison Pan, Immortal Technique. I met a ton of people there that night. So you and, actually owe that girl who couldn't get you in your career. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> yeah. Right? The one that didn't give you a blow. He's out there fucking yeah. scavenging for some fucking pussy on the internet <laughs> in 1999. You know what I'm saying? Fucking. So, and by the way, yeah, that's pretty that's much what and then it kicked off. After that, I just I, I had a name after one night, kind of, in like the underground among other artists and shit. And all of a sudden, like, I kind of had this little buzz surrounding me out of nowhere. Do, then, so, do you appreciate? how it was like your story of coming up and getting noticed compared to how it is now, how a kid could kind of mix on his own, record his own everything and then just put it on YouTube. Do you appreciate how you came up compared to now? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I miss it back then. Like I I get a lot of kids like now they'll ask me like, you have any, you know, uh, advice for, for an up and coming artist. And I'm like, to be honest with you, I have no fucking clue. There's yeah. so much shit. It, it, there's so much music getting put out constantly. I don't even know how these kids get noticed. You know, yeah. I, I, to mm. build an independent like fan base now, I wouldn't even know where to start. 
wouldn't even know where to start. You have these guys, like, you'll hear a song, like, recently, um, I heard this song, I think I texted Brian Eric, it's Jack Harlow, What's Poppin', right? Never heard it before. And so I was like, oh, okay, let me see who this guy is. Never heard him. I go to his uh, Instagram, he's got, like, a million followers. So he has a following. I'm like, I've never heard of this guy. But there's so many people. Yeah, there's so many people now out that like it's so hard to keep your ear to the ground but um we've asked this a lot do you think that's a good thing or it gets oversaturated it's a good thing to not have the gatekeepers somewhat or it's a bad thing i mean it depends you know the quality has gone down in my opinion but then again i'm old as fuck compared to these kids and what they want to hear is what they want to hear you know whereas i'm more like you know i'm into lyrics and you know, boom bap shit still, you know, Mm -hmm. which is increasingly hard to find. You know, everything's kind of, I mean, hip hop sold out. That's it. That's, that's the best thing I could say. It's best description for it is it's been sold out for like 15 years now. Who do you think, who do you think carved that lane? Sorry, Brad, go on. No, I was going to say that. I think it's not so much that like hip hop has disappeared. I feel like, Hip hop has taken a back seat, like because it still exists. It's not like it doesn't, because you have like people like yourself, and then you have like Ilmac, and you have people that make this great music with the lyrics and then actually rapping, and then you have pop music, which is right, right. And I think people get those confused a lot, where they think, oh, okay, just because he's rhyming and he's not singing, then it's necessarily hip hop, and that's not the truth. It's all good. It's all falls under the same umbrella now. Yeah, you know, whereas like you, you got, you know, hardcore music and metal, and these things don't fall under classic rock. Yeah, or, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't all just get classified as rock and roll music. It's got 15 different categories: death metal, this, that. You know, you got folk. You got you got all kinds of different stuff. They're all playing. They're playing the guitar. They're singing. It doesn't mm-hmm. get lumped in the same category. Whereas if we're rapping on a beat, they call it hip hop. Yeah. You know, that that's just they, they all call all that shit, whether you're mumble rapping with auto-tuned yeah. hooks, they'll throw that in the same category as what I do. I'm on yes. the same chart as them. Like post Malone Malone and you would be considered hip hop when you're completely not in the same genre. Yeah, it's not it's like totally different kinds of music. You yeah. Know? That but is I strange. I think those people though, I don't think they would consider themselves well, they don't put themselves out there like they're these master lyricists and they could no. actually right. do like a real hip hop track. So like I guess in that aspect, I can respect them for not so like if you have someone that's like a post Malone and they're like, "Oh, I'd kill anybody. Like I need anyone alive." You'd be like, "No, you fucking wouldn't." <laughs> Shut the fuck if, up. If, yeah. you wanna, if you want to talk about doing radio hits, then yeah, cool. You probably you know beat a lot of people, but I'm talking you know one on one like battle type shit. You get eaten alive. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I believe it was two chains and he was interviewed about his lyrics and he said i suck as a rapper i'm not a rapper my lyrics are garbage but i make hits and i respect oh, i was the waka flocka i know what you're yeah that was flocka that was waka yeah. yeah either way i respect the shit out of that like yeah. i'm garbage but if you'll buy it i'll do it you know what yeah. i mean like, yeah i mean Maybe i can't fault that. anybody i was definitely used to fall into that as as a younger dude where i was like ah oh, you, you know real keep it real type shit you know uh you know, sellouts and this and that. And I'm like, I can't fault anybody for getting their money, man. If people oh, are going to buy it, boy, sell it. Yeah. The fuck? Bro, my morals changed so much that once I got a mortgage to pay, I would sell my music to anybody in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah, dude, yeah. I mean, these days, <laughs> now that I'm a dad, you know, I'm, I, I got a daughter in college. 
dude, I would put a fucking shiny suit on and dance next to me <laughs> yeah. right now. Because, you know, it's who am I answering to at this point? You know, I'm not Stop a 20 year old fucking kid. California girls. <laughs> yeah, I'd do all that. I'd be doing all that. I'd, I'd make jock jams. I'll do all oh, that. Well, <laughs> those are the greatest CDs of all times. Jock oh, Jam yeah. Volume 2. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> Making songs that'll get played when somebody goes up to bat at Shea Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, as long as they pay you every time they play, who gives a shit? That's such a New York statement. And everything has its place, too. Like... <laughs> I'm well aware of that. Like, I wouldn't say you go to a club where you're going to do Molly and you want to try to get your dick sucked with some chick after. You're not going to be playing Diabolic. I wouldn't recommend you do. Oh, it's going to fucking really throw the vibe off, dude. I will. You know? I will. Throw that... on some fucking jingly bullshit, no. you know? Bollock, literally in the U... We just, inter... we just interviewed Ubiquitous, and he brought up the same thing. And I will say the same thing. I have that. We have a friend that got kicked out of Atlantic City for getting Joe Budding, for trying to get Joe Budding played. And they refused to play him. So he fucking fought with the DJ and got kicked out. So we do stick <laughs> to our guns. Yeah. I got to say that again. Jersey. Every episode, Jersey. Every episode, Jersey. <laughs> no, but um, how did – now, you, you used to, like, battle freestyle or whatever – Um. How did you never go into, like, did you ever go into Scribble Jam or, or when the WRCs came about? Did you ever think about entering? I never did Scribble Jam just because it was a fucking hassle to travel there. I wanted to. You know, it definitely crossed my mind a couple times, so I just never made it out. By the time, like, the WRCs were around, I had stopped battling. Hmm. I just, I was like, I made a conscious effort where I was like, I got to move on from this shit. Or, uh, this is all I'm going to do. You know, like, battling when I came up wasn't something like, I mean, I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. It was fun. But once you get known, it's way less fun. Once you really? have people following you, they're headhunting. It was just not nearly as fun anymore. You have, you have this, like, kind of standard that people make up in their head for you. It stops being fucking fun. And it was supposed to be just a kind of a stepping stone to, you know, kind of get heard and meet people. You know, like you use battle rap, you go on stage, you, you were rapping to a beat, which helped, but you you take that and translate that into putting records out and getting performances and, and, and turning it into a music career. Whereas now it's like, it's a different animal now. It's it a is totally a career. You can oh, actually a make a career doing it now, you right, know? Right. Like, you I mean, can. I don't know the numbers. I'm sure they're kind of inflated, but, you know, you got some battlers saying they make like 10 grand a battle. I don't know how true that is. Depends on who they are. You got to look at it like anything else. If they're bringing people in the building, they can charge a certain amount. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would be like anything. It would be like a fucking, you know, Brother Ali does a show that's going to bring 500 people in the door and he's going to sell it out. Brother Ali can charge like six, 7,000 bucks for that night. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's the same thing for a battler. If a battler is going to do an event where they're going to get all this pay-per-view money and they're going to bring in three, 400 people in the door to watch live, with tickets running 50, 60, 75 fucking dollars, it's a lot of money coming through the door. Yeah. So you can you can be like, I'm the draw, so I am the headliner. So you're going gonna to have to give me, you know. I've heard crazy numbers. But then yeah. again, they, they do try to cheapskate some guys, some mm -hmm. of the leagues. You know, some of the guys that aren't as well-known and aren't as big a draw with the views and pay-per-view stuff, you know, they'll, they'll get like 1000 bucks, 1500 bucks. But then a guy like fucking – Loaded Lux could walk through and, and get 25000 fucking dollars, yeah, you know? Yeah. 
So, so how do they how did they kind of value somebody before like today's age where there's views and followers and stuff? Now it's like this guy's got a million followers. We know how much that'll bring him. How did that happen before all this? I don't know because I was on the come up before that. Um, I mean, I guess it would just be what they thought they could bring in the door, really. Yeah. You know, but it was different, man. It was way different because I'm thinking back, like, the first battle I did, right, there was nobody on the bill. It was just a bunch of fucking nobodies, basically. You know, some some relatively known underground heads, but, you know, nothing to really speak of. And, dude, there was like 400 fucking people there, Hmm. packed in, paid to get in, you know, paid 10, 15 bucks to get in the door. That was just a random ass Tuesday night or whatever it was. You can't do that anymore. You can't just put a freestyle battle together and get 400 people to come out. Well, nobody yeah, knows how to do freestyle. I mean, these young kids probably don't even do it. You know, like you mentioned you were in yeah, cyphers and stuff. I mean, right. I, I doubt these up-and-comers. I mean, when we were in high school, like we said, like you had to prove you could do it. If you were at a party, freestyle, go rap, go rap. Now, right. I don't even know if that happens, you know? I mean, kids probably still do it for fun. But they don't rap the same, yeah. man. I listen to I've, I've caught some cyphers with kids rapping. Mm-hmm. At at like these uh there's there's like a Tuesday open mic out here when oh, there's not sure, fucking viruses floating around the world right so I would pop up and just go check them out and get fucking wasted and watch watch the kids rap <laughs> and it would be like a it would be like <laughs> you would get you would get like uh, a mix of some kids trying to rap good and then the more commercial kind of whatever the fuck you want to call it now, mumble rap type of yeah. Yeah. jiggle making bullshit. So it would be a mix, and then I'd listen to the kids cipher outside, and some kids are just trying to spit. But then you'll get other kids jumping in the cipher, doing that other shit yeah. off the head, which is weird to me. But it was interesting. Yeah. It was interesting to watch. They were fucking terrible, but it was interesting. <laughs> but did you, did you notice what got more reaction from the crowd? Was it something that you valued as lyrics? or was spitters, it more- Spitters always got. The kids spitting. Still got the response. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's still faith. I mean, when the, with the performances, it, it's a mixed up crowd too, though. Because you know those type of things, it's a lot of people bringing their friends, and you know they're kind of a lot of people know each other in there, so you know it's yeah. a little different. But I noticed with the ciphers, the spitters got more, got more response. People were more interested. Same as ever. You were battling. You were battling. I see it come back around though that way because I remember when was I think it was 2012. I submitted, because me and Scott both used to rap, and I submitted a, a song I did to Coast to Coast Mixtapes, and I got chosen to perform at this club in New York. And it was for, like, a crowd or whatever, and they voted on who had, like, the best songs. And I went into it thinking, like, okay, well, you got to, like, you got to go in and rap. So I went in, and I had this, like, three-minute song, but, like, I had actual bars on it. Like, I had metaphors, I had syllables everything i was working with and then i remember towards the end of my performance like i was kind of getting a reaction and then the other like i would say there were like six or seven other dudes that went and like there was probably about 200 people in this place and they had the three judges that were there and i lost the thing whereas i was listening to everyone else and i'm like oh i I killed everybody like i'm much better than everybody here and then one of the the judges came up to me afterwards and he was like, yo, you could rap. He's like, but we're not looking for that. We were looking for who can make the crowd dance. Like flat out. That's what he told me. He goes, <laughs> right. like, and right. 
it was so disheartening to me because I was like, I thought this is what it was. Yeah. Like, right. growing up, <laughs> learning it and watching and saying like, wow, I want to I wanna be the one to be able to move the crowd like that. And people step back and be like, holy shit, you know, and then to go do it and then get that response is, it's like, it broke my heart a little bit with it. And from that day forward, Brian stopped That's why you think I'm an underground rapper to this day, man. Yeah. That's exactly why. I played the, you know, go out, you know, try to get a deal. I did that. I, that's how I ended up on Showtime. That's that's how I ended up on that stupid fucking show. I want to ask you about that. Yeah, how'd that happen? Because you were around before the 8 Mile Boom happened, right? As the sort oh, of yeah. 8 Mile yeah. Boom. So, like, the late yeah. 90s you were doing it, and then 8 Mile hit. And at that point, you battled, were you like, all right, a door opened. Let's go. Was that, like, your reaction? At first, then it got fucking crazy. Everything just became battle. You know, it was, yes. like, really getting cheesy, kind of. Yeah. Because that's when the MTV battle happened. That's when, like, you know, the corporations started getting their hands on it, which can be good and bad all at once. You know, it can get a lot of money thrown your way, but it can also, you know, pigeonhole you into, like, a cheesy commercial event like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where, you know, like, the Showtime battle, that was random, dude. It was, uh, how'd that happen? Um... They were, they were stuck for a New York artist, right? And I think they reached out to Technique, actually. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I can't do that. I got a record out. I'm like, he was starting to, that's like when he was starting to pop off a little bit, like yeah. starting to really get big in the underground. And he's like, I'm not doing that. He's like, let me ask, Diabolic might do it. He's like, yeah, I'll ask him. And he called me up and asked me if I if I was interested in doing it. I said, all right, I'll try. I'll, let me talk to the dude. This dude, Todd One, who had a terrible record out back in the day, if you look him up. <laughs> he was a cool guy. Though. He was a nice guy. He was a producer for Showtime at the time. Todd One. Yeah, yeah. He had, like, one of those kind of cheesy jock jam, like, weird records out way back when. You, you look him up. You'll see what I mean. <laughs> um, he called me up and was like, oh, yeah, you know, fucking – we're doing the show. He explained a little bit about it, what it would be. And he was like, you know, you, you came highly recommended. I hear you battle this, that, and the third. And he's like, can you, but I spit something over the phone. He was like, whoa, all right. Three days later, a fucking production crew showed up in a van with cameras, getting out of the car with cameras, starting to film me in wow. front of my fucking house. What the fuck is this? You know, it's like, <laughs> what is crazy. going on here? <laughs> which is crazy because I, you know, like, see, I didn't fit their mold when I did it. I was already doing shit. Yeah. Like, I was in the studio. You don't see it on the fucking show. If you, obviously, you can't even look that show up anymore. But when you watched it, like, I was in the studio with Smooth the Hustler and they were filming us. We were doing a record. Yeah. And they didn't put any of that on. They cut all that shit out. Because they it made me look too... Uh, Established. Established, yeah. Yeah. So they cut all that out. They didn't tell me who you They didn't tell you who you were battling. They didn't tell you nothing. And then it was, it was fucking very weird, like the event itself, because I killed that girl. Uh, that, girl that's I what I want to get into, Diabolic. That? Okay, I watched Marv 1 Pat Stay, where Pat Stay lost. I don't know how. I've watched battles for the last 15 years, and... 17 years later, 
That is the biggest hose job in a battle I've ever fucking seen. In Dude, my I bodied her. Yes. Like, to where I got in an argument with my friend Albert to, like, I remember leaving because we watched it. It was like a Saturday night. And you had this one line, you couldn't spit tight shit if your ass had vice grips or something like that. I remember. <laughs> and you murdered her. And I was like, what the fuck? Were the judges thinking like? Well, this remember- is the thing, right? They, this was funny because it, it was kind of a setup. It was kind of a setup. Like they they had a plan. They didn't expect me to do that. They, they didn't, didn't expect me would- to be good. They didn't expect me to fucking rip her like that. So they were trying not like we both got X amount of people that were allowed to come with us, and then they had a small crowd surrounding. It wasn't that big. It was probably seventy five hundred yeah. people around us to make it look like that, right? And then it was crowd judged. And it was mad even. Like the crowds were just both yelling, you know? And the fucking producer, this lady Jillian Fleer, who's a fucking kook, she fucking, she holds up a sign for Dougie Fresh to say that the girl won. Wow. For him to read, you know, like she held it up from behind. They had like this little tent with all the sound boards and the production shit. It was pretty fucking funny. It was. It was kind Did of a you setup. See the sign? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see it. <laughs> like it was right there. Who is more, <laughs> who's more surprised? Over, I was like, what the fuck? And who was more surprised? You or the girl? Was she like, I won? Are you well, she knew who I was. Oh, She yeah. knew who I was. She, okay. she used to go to EOW, end of the week. They all know me over there. Like, when they found out she was battling me, all of them were like, oh, fuck. I, they knew <laughs> what it was. They were like, oh, Jesus Christ. This is who they bring out, right? Yeah. And fucking, but uh, they offered me another show that I turned down. They wanted me to go around the country and battle random people. Ew. Yeah. Like just, just random yeah. people in like, random hoods and shit. Like they basically <laughs> are, hey, you're in Nebraska. Guy, we want to bring you to random ghettos around the fucking country <laughs> and have you battle the black people. We'll be, back, we'll be back in 10 minutes. We'll just drop you off. Because <laughs> right, the, the I battled that one America. kid on the Staten Island Ferry. So they saw yeah. I wasn't scared to battle. I battled that one kid. I murked him, too. And fucking, they, they, I was like, that's fucking corny. I'm good. I'm yeah. good on all. That, that might be the most dangerous job you could do. Let's drop you off in the <laughs> worst areas in America and talk shit to random strangers. <laughs> I, I mean, it would have, it would have been interesting, but it's like, oh yeah, it's just kind of corny. You know what I mean? It's almost yeah. like, uh, you know, they, they want you to become fucking Simon Rex or something, you know, yeah. go out there and act like a fucking dick. We're going to dress you up in silly outfits. Yeah. You know? Well, That's you don't have to say big. how, you don't have to say how much, but would the money have been good? Would it have been worth it? Were they cover? Like, how would it go? You're on a tour bus. They flying you out. I don't know. I don't know. This shit was pretty low budget from what I saw. I yeah. got 500 bucks for that show. Jeez. Not that Damn. we were supposed to get paid. They just sent us like a, they, they sent me in the mail like a $500 check randomly. Like we weren't supposed to get paid. We yeah. all signed a fucking horrible record deal, which they tried. It was an Interscope record deal. It was horrible. Yeah, yeah. Horrible I remember, didn't Spitfire win that, if I recall, Spitfire? He did. He did right? from LA. Yeah. I, I wonder what ever happened to him. I've looked for him on the internet. I never found him, though. That's never a good sign. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they offered him the show. Yeah. He battle-wrapped in the wrong area. (laughs) You know who else? Nestle. Nestle was on there. Yeah. Nestle was on there. Yeah. Good. And uh, what's his name? Quest McCody. Quest McCody. Yeah, he's still around. He he battled in the WRCs. They they did have some legit talent on there. Yeah. 
Spitfire was cool. Me and him got fucking wasted out at L.A. at the release party. Because <laughs> I took the 500 bucks and I bought a couple flights with it. Me and Poison Pen went out there. Jeez. And fucking, uh, I got fucking drunk as shit with Kid from Kid and Play at the party. Wow. He, he wow. was like a fan. He was like, yo, he came up to me and he was like, he had a bald head now. Shaved his eraser head off. <laughs> he was like, he's a producer for Showtime. That's what he does now. And he comes up and he's like, yo, whatever you do, don't let these motherfuckers change you. That's what he says to me. He's getting hammered. He's fucking wasted, you know? And he's yeah. like, don't let them change you. He's like, I'm telling you, you're nice as fuck. They're going to try to change you. Get the fuck out of here as fast <laughs> as you can. Get out of here. He's wow. like, just get out of here. You'll be fine. Trust me. They're going to try to put you in House Party 6. You need to leave. I would have done that shit. <laughs> yeah. He was like, yo, you want to do House Party 6? I'd be like, hell fucking yes. Let's do it. <laughs> Little thing, Class Act was a better movie than all the house parties. Just throw I like all, oh, but Class Act's one of my favorites. Class Act is phenomenal. Blade <laughs> Brown, fucking Tinder oh, Hughes and hey, Tinder Piss. Yeah, phenomenal <laughs> movie. So Love underrated. It. So fucking under. Eric, you ever see that? Uh, yeah, it's my called out, but no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you gotta fucking. You gotta get yourself yeah. fake. I got a to-do list tonight. (laughs) I know we're skipping. I know we're going to skip some time here. Like, so, cause I know you released a a couple albums. I, I don't know if you want to touch on it. I actually posted your disc to Talib, uh, quality back like four years ago. And I feel like you're like, you've been the ambassador for like white rappers who kind of get shit on for like taking advantage or being culture vultures and like, how did how did Talib Kweli and you? And I know Don Cheadle got involved too. And you were Don. like, yeah, you, you you go you go. I love you in traffic, but stay the fuck out of there or something like that. I look like yeah, Don I Cheadle. This I'm fucking music video. One of the first appearances from Don Cheadle was in this cheese dick '80s music video. <laughs> he's dancing around. He's like this. He's like he's in this silly outfit, bobbing and fucking weaving. It's funny as fuck. I was like, hey, Don, some of your finest work. <laughs> it was no, you know what it is, dude? Like, I didn't I didn't intend to be some ambassador for white rappers because I don't even like that shit where people are no, like, yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah. top five white rappers. I'm like, ugh. I saw you address that on your Instagram and you go into it. You're like, I don't know. Oh. What if I said top five Mexican rappers? Puerto Rico. Yeah, it would be fucking like, weird and awkward. The conversation yeah. would get fucking strange. And then Who's I think someone... Chinese rappers. I'm like, what? <laughs> I think then someone asked you, would you... <laughs> someone asked Diabolic, they go, would you go gay for $5,000? And he goes, no, that's not nearly enough money. Absolutely not. No way. It's not nearly enough. Fucking. No, it's like, uh, see, I traveled in those fucking activist circles for a lot of years with Technique, dude, for like fucking 10 years. Dude, I can't count the amount of like community outreach shit we did. And I I mean, I never asked for credit for it. I didn't even post about it. You know, like Mm -hmm. we did fucking free shows all over the goddamn world for everything from fucking you know, like immigration reform to fucking police brutality, everything. We did fucking everything. And I got, I got a real close glimpse into the world of the leftists, mm. which is Eric fucking disgusting to me because it's fucking bullshit. That whole shit is fucking crazy to me. And a guy like Kwali, right? Kwali mm-hmm. grew up pretty well. His life was not hard. So... For me to sit here and listen to him berate people all day, it's hard for me to stomach that shit because I know you better than that. I know who you are. You used to fuck the same girl as my friend Abe. 
for a guy who got me into the first battle, he used to bang this fucking Jewish chick from Brooklyn that Kwali used to bang, and she used to complain about how he had stinky breath. <laughs> he's a fucking private school fucking dork. Fucking my homie Post's mom was his dad's secretary at CW Post University. I know CW Post. That's funny. That's it. He's wow. a professor there. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and listen to you talk about, uh, you know, all the fucking hardships you fucking weathered because you haven't. But regardless, I'm not, I wasn't a big Twitter guy before Kwali, right? Really what ha happened with Kwali was fucking, I was over uh, uh, at my son's mom's house when she was on one of her, after one of her stints in rehab, she had a fucking work and she had him for the weekend. So I came out there to watch him for the day. So it's a fucking Tuesday morning. It's like nine o'clock. I'm sitting outside drinking coffee. I'm in my fucking basketball shorts. I'm fucking just scrolling through Twitter and I'm reading what he's saying. And that day he was like, I guess he was talking shit to Remedy, the mm -hmm. white dude, like Wu-Tang affiliate. And he's just, he's doing what Quali does. You know, you, you know what Quali does on Twitter. He's a fucking maniac. I wasn't aware of that. I didn't know. I didn't know that's what he does. I just thought he was just going fucking nuts. So I asked him a question first. The first thing I said was like, why do you, why do you go at like all these fucking people like that? And he immediately like gave me some fucking wise ass because I fucking feel like he starts talking shit to me. And I was like, all right, buddy. I was like, no doubt. Cool. And I let it go. Came back a couple hours later, read more that I'm attached to because now I'm attached to this fucking thread. And then I just said something like, yeah, I've been watching this shit all day. I was like, you're full of shit. You need to check yourself. <clears throat> then he started calling me a bitch and a fucking fuck boy, whatever the fuck he said. He said a whole bunch of, he was calling me names and shit. And I was like, oh boy. I was like, yeah, you should watch your fucking mouth, bro. Meanwhile, Technique and them, mind you, a couple months prior, had just gotten off a tour with Kwali that I wasn't on. And Kwali was pussy. Like, it was, it was a violent tour. They got into a few scraps on this tour. Kwali was mad scared of how they behaved themselves. And so I said it to him. I was like, hey, you better watch your fucking mouth, bro. I was like, I understand this is Twitter, but you just came off tour with my friends. I was like, I'll fuck you up, you know? And that's how I left it. Then he started going, you know, he did what Kwali does. He just started going fucking crazy. And then I got into it with him and just started saying, all the shit you're talking is bullshit, white privilege. Well, white privilege was invented. To, see, this is what he didn't understand is I do my homework. I know a lot about politics and all this shit. Right, right. White privilege, for example, right? <clears throat> white privilege was invented. The theory, the sociological theory of white privilege was invented by Peggy right. fucking McIntosh, who's a white lady who looks like Elizabeth Warren. She's a Marxist professor at Wellesley University. It was invented in 1989 in a women's studies class. I'm not going to fucking cop to that. I'm not going to listen to this fucking old hag tell me what I'm supposed You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's a very convenient theory for people who want to play the fucking victim all day on the internet. Because in reality, what is it? It's not a tangible thing. It's nothing anybody can work on. It's just something for other people to end conversations with. You're white. You have white privilege. You have to bow to me. That's what it becomes. Unfortunately, I'm not one of those guys who's going to break to that kind of bullshit. I don't give a fuck if you call me a Nazi or a racist. doesn't matter. I'm the one who has to be comfortable in my skin. I'm comfortable to know that none of that shit's true. I don't got to listen to this fucking goof. I don't care. Would, but 
Twitter is going to make me fucking coward to get the fuck out of here. I always say that the more you defend yourself, the less, the more guilty you look. So if like, if someone like calls you that and you know what, you know, what, if that's what you think about me, I'm not going to sit here and defend myself because it makes you look worse. You know, yeah. just you are. I can laugh at you. That's also, why I would just mock them. I have to say, I, I actually have a lot of Talib Kweli's albums. I am a fan of him. I like when Gene Gray's on his song. So, like, I, I do like his music. But, like, I will say your diss track, Inequality, the Vulture's line circling over, murdered him. You beat him. It is what it is. I fucking destroyed him. Yeah, you he destroyed. didn't know what he stepped in dog shit. I tried not to even do that. I tried yeah. to let it go. Yeah. I tried I, to let it live. I was like, all right, man, you're a fucking fag. I'm going to go now. But, you know, he kept going. He kept going. He kept going. Yeah. All right, you know what? And you notice, he didn't start with that Nazi racist talk until after the diss track. That's what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. He yeah. never he never said that before. Yeah. He never made that fucking, he never made a comment about it. He never made a word. If people go back to the timeline of it, it was after I fucking bodied him and everybody started clowning him for it. Yeah. yeah. That's when he started like, being like, you're a Nazi, you're a racist. Yeah, shit like that is like last resort. Like when you know you got beat and there's nothing you could do to come back. Dude, it. if there was that many Nazis and racists running around this fucking country, we'd be in a real fucking shitstorm right yeah. now. This yeah. this is where I, I fall out of fucking... I can't rock with hardcore leftist political types. of. I just can't rock with them, bro. Mm. They're fucking crazy, bro. They're, they're insane. When, when they don't have Nazis and racists, they create them because they need them for their mm. idea. Their ideology can't work without them. So they create them. It's like man. the fucking, yeah. like, uh, what's, what's that fucking group of guys, uh, that fucking guy, Gavin McInnes, the Proud Boys? No, Gavin yeah, McInnes. You ever heard of them? I you know, I know the name. I don't know the, the Right, right. Yeah. Dude, there are a bunch of fucking dudes who get fucked up together and started beating up Antifa guys. All of a sudden, they call them white supremacists. They're not white supremacists, dude. Half those guys are black. Yeah. Black wives and shit. The white guy. It's fucking ridiculous. It's like but I would say need, when you could. Yeah, when they you need com- the enemies. Yeah, they need the boogeyman, like Eric said. Right. When you when you when you compare like oh someone to a Nazi or or Hitler, do you understand like how crazy yeah. that is? Like Hitler is the worst person possibly to ever be on the planet Earth, who killed six million Jews. Like to right. compare right. somebody like let's say Mike Pence, who I'm not a fan of. Right, I'm not a fan of Mike Pence. Oh, he's Hitler. It's like, no, he's what? not. No, he's yeah. not Hitler. Like, are you even Trump? Like, what has Trump yeah. done that makes well, him Hitler? Like, he might That's be an crazy asshole. Talk. Yeah, it's yeah he, might, he might be an asshole. He might be a piece of shit. But he's not Hitler. Like, come on, man. He I held the Bible in that photo just like Hitler did. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. That's what they say, right? Yeah. Didn't, isn't that, that's not even real, though. No. The Hitler one wasn't real. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was I looked it up. I was, I was reading about it. It was on. It was photoshopped. It's yeah. Real. Jeez. Hitler was holding his fucking book. Yeah, it's like it's silly shit, though. It's like yeah. crazy. We had people go nuts about it. We had a protest. We had someone, uh, V Script, shout out to him, who uh, came on after the LA protest. And then he, he put us in his story and he said uh, he came on a conservative right leaning podcast. And I've been defending that, saying, no, we're not. I'm going to have a hard time defending that after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a really hard time. See, that's, and that's crazy because, like, think about what we just said. Yeah, but yeah it's nothing crazy. We yeah. didn't say anything. Yeah. We're just I, like, but Trump's like, not Hitler, guys. You know, like, what? And, in in today's environment though if you say what you said about the left you also have to say something about the right to consider yourself no i don't because the right's it's kind of crazy 
Like See, I think the I, left and the this right. This is this is where people lose me with that shit, bro. Yeah. Leftists can't be negotiated with. Right wingers can be negotiated with. They'll talk to you. They will. Hardcore right wing guys will sit there and chat with you. Mm. They'll sit there and lay out their fucking points about like fucking. They'll be like, yeah, MAGA, all that shit. But they will fucking sit there and fucking debate with you. Mm. You go with a leftist, they're just going to call you a fucking Nazi. They're going to be mm. like, you're a racist. They're just going to yell at you and fucking try to, try to like call your job. It's insane. Boy, it's I, would love, I would love to have you. crazy and, people. I would love to have you and Disaster on at the same time. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, fucking great. It would be the greatest episode ever. Seeing Disaster's timeline today where he was just talking, not to no, bring him up. It's a it. weird fucking time in the world when Diabolic and Disaster are getting viewed as right wingers. Right. Yeah, right that, is, yeah, that is kind of strange. Right. Yeah. No, it's because things have swung so far to the left. you got a bunch of fucking maniacs calling the shots right now. Right. I don't want to live in their world. I'm not fucking, I'm not down with all that shit. It's yeah. like, it's, it's okay to, I don't know. It's like, I, I saw something the other day. One of, one of these NBC fucking news people are fucking, are uh, interviewing some lady at one of these protests. And some fucking dude. Dressed up, he's like a fucking trans guy, I guess. I don't know. He's in fucking pink underpants and a pink bra. Runs up on them to attack them. Mm. And you got people defending that guy. Yeah. And I'm just like, yo, this is not the world for me, bro. This is not the world for me. Now I'm supposed to tiptoe around hate speech and what the fuck are we talking about? Is this America? Like, they want to take the guns away, right? They want the government to have all the guns. But they're also talking about the government has Hitler running. None of it yeah. makes any fucking it, sense. Trump's right. Hitler, Listen. but you want to take the guns Listen. away and give him ba- all the guns. Bala, our friend Eric here moved out to Oregon, and he experienced a whole different type of I, like. I've, I've said that so many times. Like, let's say Trump, whether you love him or hate him, if he was a quarter as bad as people said when he was running, right? He wants to send blacks back to Africa, which is like a direct quote that people were saying. He wants to find all the. When did he do it? Like you couldn't like I could I could see them Is saying all right he wants to round up when did illegal, that happen? like he wants to round up illegal immigrants and send them back okay that could be a, its own battle that's not even illegal. possible dude but to to find black American citizens say we're gonna send you back to Africa like that would never that can't that would never happen but like for, no it can't happen it's, <laughs> it's not even constitutional but you couldn't will, get that shit passed. A yeah. fucking district court in fucking Long Island. That's not yeah. gonna fly, dude. But people, but people thought that, right? People were thinking that, and now they want to get rid of gays and trans. But I was like, if he was a quarter as bad as he was expected to be, didn't Donald Trump? Isn't he the first Republican candidate to hold up a, a fucking the, the rainbow flag and yeah. wrap himself up? He actually, he actually was the first the Republican to have a gay man speak at the Republican National Convention yeah. too. Yeah. Um, right. So like, there's but, a but, yeah, it's, it is. Yeah. Right. But my my point is, if he was as a quarter as bad as people thought that some people thought that he would be, you would be looking to people with guns to say, hey, you're not going to send our friend Albert, who's black, you're not going to send him to fucking Africa. You know what I mean? Right. Like that, you'd be looking for those type of people. So I yeah, thought that's not going to happen, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I thought like going to let that happen. I thought Trump being president would give more faith in the Second Amendment, but it has not for whatever reason. For the same people that just, I'll tell you what, it's kind of crazy. The the COVID the COVID stuff definitely gave more faith in the Second Amendment. Oh, yeah. Guns are sold out over here. Oh yeah, I went. I was went with my uncle to get one, and and I was like, "Have you guys been busy?" Like, first of all, it was weird going to a gun shop. 
I had sunglasses on. I put my mask on. My uncle's like, <laughs> like, yeah. And we ran up these stairs. Like, all right, we opened the door. These dudes are holding like AR-15s with masks on, just looking at us. I'm like, this is a fucking weird. This whole vibe is weird. And uh, I asked them, like, we eventually got in. There's like two people at a time. And I said, have you guys been super busy or no? Because Kobe goes, we can't keep guns in the store. And my uncle got a gun, and he was like, it's going to be two weeks until we get this shit shipped. Because, and he goes, Dude, up the block for me right here, like four, four, you got four houses and then a main road right there. Yeah. At the end of my block is a gun store. It's called Campsite. It's got like, uh, it's got all kinds of shit, fishing gear, small spot. It's been there forever. But, dude, the only thing left in that fucking store is handguns because they're hard to get in New York. Yeah. And real high-end rifles. High-end. You're talking, you know, a $1,700 tactical shotgun still there. You know, $2,000 hunting rifle still there. But anything lower-end, like a lower-end shotgun, $500, they're all gone. gone. Ammo's out. They can't keep up with what they're they're trying to sell. There's people waiting outside on lines every fucking day. Yeah, even even Joe Rogan, he had a podcast with a pro uh, Second Amendment guy, and he was like, "I the same guys a year ago, five months ago, that I was fighting about the Second Amendment, like we don't need that." And they're saying, or they're saying we don't need that. And he's saying, "I use it to hunt. I use it to protect my family." Blah blah blah. And they're saying, "You don't need that." Melts them all down. He goes, "Are the same people texting and emailing him? How do I go about this? Yeah. What are the steps? What do I do?" And it's like I appreciate like. They should go get it, but I would appreciate it if you said sorry, sorry. Like I'm, I'm the the right wing scumbag because I wanted a gun. Like, but he's a nice guy, and he's like, this is how you do it, blah blah blah. But like, you don't need it until you need it. And I also heard a theory that America has been asleep since World War II. Like we've had it fucking good for oh yeah, dude. 70, a lot, that's now. a lot of this weird shit that's going on, dude. There, and when I talk about these leftist kids, like. I can't even fucking blame them, dude. A lot of it's people that want to be a part of something bigger than them. And we, you know, I'm not a religious guy. I'm not a big religious yeah. guy. But the lack of religion and shit in this country to be a part of, because we got a lot of nihilistic, kind of atheist shit going on, especially yeah. in the social media era, it's, it, it's left a lot of people looking for something to be a part of. And I, yeah. I swear that's how, like, all the identity politics works. Yeah. Because it, they start boxing these people up. They, they, they box up black people. They box up Latinos. They box up gay people. They box up trans. They put you in this category that you yeah. can identify with and be part of this movement. They're out to get you. That's what they'll tell you. They, they, they're out to get you. They're going to take you. They're going to fuck you over. They're going to shoot you, round you up, whatever. Even though it's not true. It's clearly not true. Nobody's out here rounding up gay people. Yeah. Nobody's rounding up black people. You want to work on the fucking cops? There are practical solutions to these fucking things. There yeah. are. And we could, we've been talking about it for 20 fucking years. I have. I've been doing events about that shit since shit, 01, 02. Mm-hmm. Nobody was listening then. Now yeah. it's become fashionable. You know, you get, they give them a fucking boogeyman in the White House to worry about. They blame. <laughs> it's funny. I look at these guys. I look at all, all a lot of my friends, even guys I came up with. A lot of battle, a lot of battlers even tweet about it. A lot of rappers tweet about it. So like, I was, I was going to ask, like, you're in the minority when it comes to that shit. Like how yeah, they also they're also fucking retards and don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I I, I watch All a lot. Right. Me and Disaster talk about it. And it's like they're just fucking it's a trend, bro. I don't something I learned about hip hop a long time ago, like the hip hop culture, quote unquote, is that it's the biggest bunch of trend whores you've ever seen in your life, bro. Yeah. Whether it's fucking how you dress, the sneakers you buy, the fucking 
they they jump on they jump from dick to dick real fucking fast. So what's acceptable is what's going to be spoken, whether you believe it or not. I'm not going to get into names, but you'd be blown away by some of the people who inbox me. Like, yo, I wish I could say the shit you're willing to say. It, it's 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 interesting. It's just it's just not acceptable. Some people yeah. don't want to take the heat. You know. Yeah. No, think I, about it. You could say the slightest thing. What do we What do we say? Trump's not Hitler. And yeah. now you're a conservative right wing podcast. Bro, if I ever got famous from this, like we're minuscule, let's be honest. But like, I mean, this it's gaining a little traction, and I, I'm fucked. Like I know I am just because of stuff I met. I said twelve years ago, and, and it sucks. Gives but, a fuck, dude. No, that's what I'm saying. It's just I know that it's just gonna yeah. happen, and you just gotta sit there and and fucking take the shit. This sandwich. shit will pass, my man. They're they're currently in the in the. Uh, in the in the midst of eating themselves alive as we speak, bro. They're on, starting bro. to go after their own. Go on, bro. I was going to say, all you have to do when something like that comes up, you weather the storm for a fucking day, and then somebody yeah. does some shit tomorrow. And, and never apologize. Yeah. I, never, I agree with that. Never. never apologize. Under any circumstances, apologize for anything you say. Never. Yeah. The second you fucking bow to anybody it's under fun. any circumstances, it's over. They're never going to stop, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but by your words, like fuck you, dude. That was ten years ago. I don't give a fuck. You know, it's like, yeah, the fuck yeah. out of here. Do we Rogan and fight? What did Joey Diaz say about the shit he was saying? He's like, get the fuck out of here. You know, he's like, I'm not apologizing. Yeah. yeah, I think he told everyone to go fuck themselves and suck his dick. He came on IG live and he did like 26 minutes and he opened up. He's like, I said it fucking years ago. He was a fuck. Yeah, yeah, and he's not lying. He's telling the truth about how shit goes. You said something. You said something like on your IG live the other day, um, where you said someone said something about like you saying retard, and you were like, "I'm never gonna uh, stop saying the word retard until a bunch of what retards come up to me and start protesting about it." Because it's here. Here's what I feel is going on, man. There's a lot, of, and we had this conversation earlier. There's a lot of people who feel bad for other people. It's not necessarily black people who want things banned like we mentioned a golden girls episode got pulled from hulu recently right because there's an episode where they're having facials done and it looks like blackface right and and they pull the episode and there's black people on twitter who are like this is insulting we know the difference between a facial and blackface please put the episode back on but you know dude i refer to it all the fucking time malcolm x Read and listen to what he said about the white liberal. Watch, beware of the fucking white liberal, bro. They are the biggest shit-stirring, busybody troublemakers of them all. They are nobody's fucking friend. They co-opt issues to use for power. That's it. Mm. The Nancy Pelosi's of the world, you got to watch those fucking people. Mm. You got to watch them. They're dangerous. Malcolm X said it. He said it himself. He said, beware the white liberal. Go read. Right. Go look at what he said about the white liberals, bro. They're yeah. the fucking worst, man. A lot of them are just... Leave people alone, man. Just yeah, leave people alone. Yeah, it's just white guys, like, I feel like in corporations of power, cowering and just, like, pandering. You know, it's a lot of pandering. Like, they don't mean it. They don't give a shit about you. Like, they're just no. like, part of what's going on right now. And look they shouldn't. Guys. They shouldn't have to. I don't even blame them for not giving a fuck. Because yeah. I don't give a fuck. I care about me and my friends and my family, people I get cool with. I don't give a fuck what race they are. I'm not going to sit here and crusade for everybody because those people might be dicks. You know, if somebody asks me for my help that I respect, I'll give them my fucking help. Whether I believe in what they're doing or not, I'll have their back. I don't agree with technique on politics. I never did. I used to clown him for being a communist and fucking, but I had his back. 
Right, your friend. Because he was my yeah. fucking friend. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll have your That's fucking friend. I'll keep you in check, too, a little yeah. bit. We, you know, I figure yeah. maybe me being a little more over here will fucking help keep you a little honest. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's like, I always thought, you know, we'll grow up a little bit. Yeah, I figure we'll figure it out as we go, you know? I'm not looking for some communist revolution, though. Yeah. You know, I was never into it. I never, I never associated revolutionary with communist revolutionary. You know what I mean? <laughs> a lot of people did, though. A lot of people did. They think it's a hardcore leftist movement. Whereas, like, politically, I don't think the solution to problems in government is more government. I think it's way less, like mm-hmm. 90% less. That's like if people say, oh, what are you, a libertarian? I don't know. I'm a less government. Less of it. It's a fucking problem, and everything it touches, it breaks. Mm. Get it the fuck out of my life. People policing speech on the internet. That's not the solution to anything. Mm. It's not. Let people say racist shit. Who gives a fuck? We're all going to clown them. Mm. They're going to get fucking mocked. You might change their minds. Who knows? Mm. It's, like when the, it's like when the KKK showed up with that pickup truck to the rally. They're idiots. They're dickheads, you know? They're going to get fucking... beat up. Exactly. They're also going to get the yeah. shit kicked out of them. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, <clears throat> I, I read this study, right? See, this is the difference. Like, it's weird. It was like a study on race. And, like, a lot of races, other than white people, they do identify their race as a bigger part of who they are than white people. Whereas they say only, like, 15% of white people identify their race as part of who they are on a daily basis. And only 5% of those 15% identify a lot. White people don't associate that. Like where, you know, if a a white dude gets, you know, beat up by the cops, I I don't associate with him. I don't. I I don't automatically associate with him because he's some white guy. He might look like me. It doesn't associate with me. It doesn't identify with me because I don't know who the fuck that guy is or what he does. I don't care. Mm. Whereas other races, because of the history that's right. constantly thrown at people, constantly, every two years, you got midterms and you got fucking presidential elections. Every couple of years, it's fucking stirred up like a fucking shitstorm and thrown in your face and you're reminded of shit that you never lived through. But they want to remind you to be scared that it happened. Be scared of this. Be scared of this. So people take that identity and it, it kind of goes off the fucking rails sometimes. It's being used against all of us. Mm. People think it doesn't affect you. if you. Oh, you're white. That doesn't affect you. Sure it does. You've been on the internet lately? You've been outside lately? You see what's going on? It affects fucking everybody. You yeah. think I don't got black friends? I got a fucking... My son's part black. My daughter's half Latina. It doesn't affect me? How does it not affect me? Of course mm. it affects me. It's like you guys aren't bringing up practical solutions. You're just burning down the fucking neighborhood. You know, it's like, <laughs> you want to you talk about grown-up things, I'm down to talk. But the second it starts getting silly and it's eat the rich and we turn it into a Marxist takeover and we're like, it goes from police brutality against black people to gay rights. You're going to fucking lose me. I'm sorry, you're going to fucking lose me. When you co-opt the movement, it's, it's kind of silly. It's a big, deep problem. We probably don't want to go into it on here, but I don't know. Um, maybe another episode. I actually wanted to get into the just a law beef. If you want to delve into that oh, after boy. twenty five, <laughs> after twenty five oh, minutes, of that. that was great though, man. No, just a lobby. Yeah. That, that was great. That was great though. I think Eric here on the left. Awesome transition, man. Okay. You, you and- I consider myself in the middle because yeah. I have very far left, very far right friends, and I think both of them are nuts. And right. I just consider like, what's the issue? I want to hear about it, even though right. it may fall into this, like abortion. 
yeah, have an abortion. Nine months, no abortion. Nine months pregnant, no abortion. Yeah, that's fucking that's, weird. Yeah, that's, that's what like I mean. Crazy. Like everything should be thought of that way. Right. Uh, whatever. What? What? If you should have a gun. And when I took my Utah concealed carry course, they said in Utah you're allowed to have a grenade launcher as long as it's concealed. I think that's a little far. How could you conceal a grenade launcher? The guy, it's a the guy literally said, that. it's like an RPG going down your back and you got a trench coat. I go, all right, maybe. That, I mean, that's a little, that's a little much. You know, it's not very necessary. When are you going to need a grenade launcher? No, you, you could, maybe you could have one in your home. You, but parked like, in, you parked in my fucking spot. <laughs> well, you're at Walmart and like, did you cut me, bitch? And you're like, <laughs> yeah, it's not a practical weapon. It's know? not. It's not, not it's that's, that's if a, a guy cheap. walks up, give me your wallet, you're just like, it's me and you both. If you don't get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that would be pretty fucking crazy. I'd, yeah. I would be, I'd if like to were, see if that. If you were 300 yards away and saw a mugging and a guy pulled out, <laughs> RPG and shot each other. That would be. <laughs> I, I think. I think when weapons are cheat codes in GTA, you have yeah. a problem. That's that it. you yeah. start to have and a problem. That's what I'm saying. I, I look. I mean, ideally, they they're really the reason we have that right is in case the government gets out of fucking control. Yeah. So and I get being able to have those because if the government gets out of control, you might want one of those. Right. You know. It yeah. could come in fucking handy. You know, you, know, you <laughs> yeah. might need a fucking rocket launcher. Who fucking knows? Yeah. But, you know, for home defense and shit like that. Like, I mean, I'm not a big gun guy, but I'm like, leave people the fuck alone with their guns. That's how I am, yeah. Yep. I understand the point. I mean, I have a couple guns just in case, but I'm not a big fucking gun guy. Plus, it's hard to be in New York. It's a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. Getting a pistol out here, it'll take me six months. It's ridiculous. And fucking... But, uh, you know, like, I'm like a leftist when it comes to war. Mm. I'm like a fucking far leftist when it comes to being anti-war. Yes. That's yeah. a last resort in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. all this imperial kind of bullshit, you know, like, let's go get, you know, starting wars over nothing and taking the opium and the oil and yeah. kind of, we've been in a fucking 20-year fucking war. I've been opposed to it the whole time. I'm a total leftist when it comes to that shit. Yeah. But then but again, the I'm thing. like a fucking right winger when it comes to guns. Yeah, but you're, I'm like you're way the fuck over on the right. You know, you're you're in touch with your original thoughts. Like when you're asleep right. or or you're about to go to sleep, you're walking around, you're thinking, "What do I think?" And I'm in touch with that a lot. But a lot of people like to think I am either A or B, and I'm going all in on either one. And it's just like, what the fuck do you believe that? You know, it's just too much. That's the See, the abortion thing. Abortion gets weird too. Abortion gets fucking weird because it's like, it's very immoral. It is. And I don't care what anybody says. It's not a moral thing to do. But at the same time, it's something that exists, you know? And it's like, I don't know, man. That's a tricky one. That's a tricky yeah. one with, with all that stuff, you know? Because I get the religious people where they're like, nah, fuck that. That's fucked yeah. up. You know, because yeah. it is kind of fucked up. I mean, people I know that went through it, it's, it's fucked up, man. Yeah. yeah. It, it but doesn't... But you also, uh, that's the thing. I also think, all right, what's the, people are going to do back alley abortions and the mother and the, the kid would die. Well. I don't know More, that's going to happen. It's, it's still someone's right to choose though, you know? Yeah, that, that's what I mean. I, I, the one going through it. And that's, I don't that's know how I feel. Like, if you I, don't know, kill, I don't know. Like, see, I don't know if that's true though. I think that might be something we created. I'm not sure about that. I, it's hard for me to have a stance on it because I've taken responsibility for my kids and if I was 20 years old, I'd probably feel differently. 
But once I had kids, I was like, this ain't so bad. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like. But when people are super far with it, where like they've been raped and they're 16. Like I know a girl. Yeah, it's who tough. Was, See, that type she, of shit, it's kind of tough, man. This it's girl, tough. She, was, she was a teenager and she lost her virginity when she was walking down the street and a van full of guys, it was like a gang rape initiation. And that's how she lost her virginity. So if she were to get pregnant, like, would you really tell her to keep it? You, that that's that's my like fucking get rid of that shit you know yeah i don't know it's tough that sucks yeah then again you could be fucking aborting einstein true i never you know what i mean you could be aborting the guy who cures fucking cancer right there could you imagine could the, the mix it could have just been part of the fucking plan for all we know that's see, yeah. that's where i'm like i don't know man that's that's a tough one i i've never really figured that's anything. why that's why i'm happy to be a guy and say this is a woman's issue like i don't want to fucking get into it i don't really yeah care. i pull out dude that's what i do let's get can we go into the just a let's lobby? go into some hip-hop we, we got polarized i will honestly we will i want to get you on again oh to we could talk about this shit all fucking night because it is mesmerizing. I love how you hip hop. Yeah, yeah, me and fucking me and you know, bless. We'll talk about politics and him being a short Puerto Rican. All right, that works. Yeah. And how he always has to have a fucking dark visual and never shows his every face. time, every single time. Infuriating. He never wants to show his his good looks off, huh? It's absolutely infuriating because the guy who's insulting me. Doesn't even show his face the whole fucking episode. <laughs> All right, so let's get, let's, get, let's get into the Just the Lobby because it was a year ago. How did how did this come about? Um, I was cool with Just man. Uh, he's like Just a lot is a fucking goofy guy though. He's um he is he he's fucking he's a nutcase. He's like bipolar kind of or something. I, I'm no I'm no doctor or anything, but some along those lines and fucking. I don't know. He was like, he was, he, he had been talking shit about guys I'm friends with for like a couple of years at that point, from Vinny to apathy, to esoteric, to reef. He talked shit about reef's autistic son. Wow. The you know lost, I, reef the lost cause you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Reef, yeah. Like that's Wait, what let me, let me track, I said that. Me, I said uh, in the diss track where I was like, won't well, go to Philly shows because he knows Reef will rock his yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. what I'm talking about. He won't show his face no more. Fucking, he had been talking mad shit. I don't know what it was. Then um, this kid, you know Jack Tripper? You know who that is? He battles Jack Progresso. I don't, sorry. Not a thumb man. All right, well, he's an underground dude. He's a guy I've known for years. From He's from out here. Him and Just were working on a project together. And fucking Just pulled his typical bipolar shit one day. And started snapping on Jack and was talking shit about Jack on the internet. And I just kind of got fed up with Just. And I was like, yo, you're a fucking clown. And then he made a post on fucking Facebook about how I'm a fucking clown, this and that. I said, all right. So I was just kind of trolling him at that point on the internet. I was just mm -hmm. making fun of him and fucking teasing him. I would DM him and like make fun of him and shit. <laughs> I was just, I was trolling the shit out of him at that point. And then, uh,. <laughs> What's his name? Fucking the battle rapper. Can he, uh, Corey Sharon. Sharon, yeah, Sharon. Sharon popped up and was How like, God, Sharon you guys do it. How did he Sharon popped up on one of the fucking Facebook feeds. He's friends with us on the internet. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, he's like, yo, you guys should just battle on KOTD. And I was like, sure, I'll do it for nothing. Hmm. So he added fucking organic, and organic was trying to put it together. But organic 
was like, I said, yeah, I'll do it for nothing. They did that Boston event, I think Massacre or whatever Massacre, number it was yeah, yeah. when it was around that time. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Just was like, oh, I need money, this and that. I could have got him like two grand to do it. And fucking, he, he's not making any money doing anything else. So I was like, yeah, I'll get you two grand. I'll do it for nothing. I'll fucking destroy you. Mm. It would be a good way for me to get back into the battle shit. They're always asking me to do it. I was right. like, I'll fucking annihilate you, dude. And he, he wouldn't fucking, he wouldn't like really come to an agreement. And Organic was afraid because of his reputation that he wouldn't show, so it just kind of fell through. Yeah. Then just released his whack ass diss track. Yeah, it wasn't good. I, it just wasn't. It's, it's yeah, and then and then I went to the studio that day. I heard it and I left. So mm -hmm. I wrote my shit, went in that night, recorded it, and put it out the next day. You said some and shit about Lord Lord Jamar too. You like he's been listening yeah. to Lord <laughs> Jamar and his corny bars. Yeah. So, no, it was a. Uh, I, but I agree with, listen, you might not agree with this, Balak. Like, I'm not as delved into the hip-hop scene as you are, obviously. Um, but I, I kind of agree with Lerge Jamar in a sense. Like, as a, do you feel as a white person you are a guest or no? No. No, you don't at all. No. Like, you just feel like I can rap, I can rap, fuck it. Yeah, I, okay. nobody gave me permission to do anything. Why would I feel like a guest? I don't know. I just feel like some of the stuff he said kind of, I don't know, resonated I, a bit. I understand. I mean, let me ask you a question. Let me ask go you on. a question. Yeah, go on, go on. Was, was Lord Jamar there when they invented hip-hop? No. Okay, so, almost, so why does Lord Jamar? Let me ask you a question. Now, um, let me, uh, a white guy invented basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so is LeBron James a guest in basketball? That's fair. Okay. Do, uh, you know now, now, let me ask you, you another know, question. 30 seconds, you changed my mind. <laughs> do, I get to, do, I get to, uh, do I get to take some kind of credit for basketball because that white guy invented it? No. No, because I didn't do shit. Yeah. Right, so Lord Jamar is no gatekeeper to me because I'm okay. white. That's Am fair. I a gatekeeper to Lord Jamar in, I don't know, uh, anything? No. All right. Yeah. Who the fuck am I? Unless I'm working the fucking door at a fucking bar, I'm not gatekeeping shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, at this, at this make point, no mistake about it. When hip-hop started, it was primarily black people. Mm -hmm. There was Latinos there. There were white people involved. Beastie Boys. Like, there was white people yeah. back then. White people lived in the Bronx. I don't yeah. know if you know that. But that, you know, graffiti culture? Mm -hmm. There was no white graffiti writers? Really? Mm -hmm. There was no white break dancers? No white it was DJ, swastikas, bro. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess you know. It's like Lord Jamar. He is. He is a real revisionist version of history. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. I, right, I don't well. like. I don't like him <laughs> simply. Simply because he talks about Eminem, he can't stop talking about Eminem. Like, like it's an ex of his. You know what I mean? Like he's like, and you know what else? Like he just can't stop. Like I saw an interview with him, and he was talking about. He's like, oh, Emin the guy goes, yeah, Eminem's got a song about you. He goes, oh, my stepdad. Cause I fucked his mother, and it's just like it was <laughs> kind of funny, but like, but like my delivery was much better than his, whatever. But like, it was just really bad. Like, it was oh. just like, dude, let it go. No, nah, I can't lie. Though. I can't lie. I am very entertained by Lord Jamar, though. I'm highly entertained by the shitty talks. I get a kick out of it. I laugh, but it's bullshit. It's yeah, nonsense. It, it's not words to live by. It's yeah. fucking silly shit to argue about on Twitter. It's nonsense.
Yeah. Yeah. Fucking nonsense. In 45 seconds, you can really change my mind and I take back what I say. So I admit when I'm wrong. Right. Uh, no, it's, just, it's just silly because if, if you take it and you start like cultural appropriation, for example, right? Like Japanese people don't, they're not mad if you appropriate some of their culture. It's like, a, that's, that's, that, it's appreciation. It's cultural appreciation. Kind of paying homage, right? It's, yeah. it's, you love that shit. That shit is fire. We want in. What's up? Yeah. What's you up? Know, shit yeah. is fucking cool. What the fuck? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, hey, people aren't appropriating garbage. They're not like, yeah. oh, that shit sucks. Let's take it. Yeah. You know, it's no, like, I, right. I want to be a part of this bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody wants that. It, it, yeah. You should be, that's, that's reverence. Like, you should be happy people want to appropriate. Yeah. That's, that's showing love to your shit. No one's out there dressing like me, so I mean, it you is think we it dress is. up as ninjas on Halloween because ninjas suck? No, we want to be ninjas because they fucking rule. Well, you know what I mean? I wanted to be a ninja, but my mom dressed me up as a cat when I was eight, and I got made fun of. So I would, I was, I would have been there making fun of you. Yeah. It was horrible. It was Look at the fucking fag you cat. Yeah. It was horrible. But you want to be a ninja fag, you know? <laughs> you know, I never asked her why she fucking dressed you up as a cat. I was right. Mom, I want to be, Mom, I wanna be a ninja. I'm going to dress you up as a pussy, son. A <laughs> big <laughs> pussy. Hey, Balik, uh, really, I mean, we'll hang on and just bullshit if you want. But, like, uh, just really quick before we get in our Gunner head segment, like, plug yourself so people who watch the show, all 75 people who watch the show. Sorry, we don't have a bigger fan base yet. But they Dude, can catch you where you are. Got to start somewhere, man. Absolutely. So where can we catch you on? I think you got kicked off with Twitter, right? Yeah, I got booted for saying retarded. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> that, that's fucking retarded. Yeah, that's yeah. They kicked so, me off for saying retarded. I, and it's not like I said, I said, I said to a dude, I said, you say some retarded shit. Right. And they booted me off the internet for that. That's a word, though. Retarded's a word. It is a word. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's in the dictionary, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but, you know, so I'm not on Twitter. I'm a diabolic hip hop on uh, Instagram. Um, I think. I think it's the same. I think it's Facebook slash diabolic hip hop. Yeah, I'll put your handle under on on here. Yeah, my YouTube. It's like it's it's either diabolic fans or diabolic hip hop on YouTube. But now, if some my name comes up, you'll see me. I'll be there. Now, diabolic. Uh, what we do on the show is, and we think all day about these, right? We do a gun to your head segment. And we keep standings, okay? So we got to ask you five questions each, and first thing that comes to your mind is a little wordplay. It's kind of like a would you rather, but a, we kind of make it a little creative, or at least we like to think we do. Uh, and and we keep standings. So um, right now, I'm not going <laughs> to. Wait, wait, wait. How does how is it scored though? I don't. Get you it. get the vote at the end. A lot of pressure on you. Who has the Who had the best question? Yeah, the guest oh. gets the vote. Yeah. Okay? Oh, I vote on who had the best question. Yeah. Yes. So, so you determine the winner at the end. All right. Brian won last time. I can't go first. I'm not ready. Brian won last time when we had Ubiquitous on, so he goes last. I'm going to go first. Your host, Drew Exact. Eric will go second, and then Brian will go last. So you ready for this? Yep. <sighs> Fuck, I'm nervous. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather fight every living beach boy or fight one boy at the beach? Every living beach boy. <laughs> You'd probably win that one, too. Okay. Would you rather have carpool tunnel or carpool through tunnels every time you travel? Um, 
Carpool oh, through tunnels. Okay. God, this kid's good. Thank you. Would you rather listen to Panic at the Disco or Panic at a Disco? Pa I'd rather Panic at a Disco. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Would you rather climb a mountain or only drink Mountain Dew for one year? Definitely drink Mountain Dew. All right. Last one. Would you rather be a Black Jack dealer or Jack Black's dealer? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that black's pretty fucking paid. I, yeah, I'll be his dealer. All right, I'd that's my five. Dealer. Eric, you're up. Okay, I came up with these about 20 minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> would you rather hang out with Jamie Foxx or have a fox named Jamie? Fuck. Ooh. I think I'd hang out with Jamie Foxx. He's pretty cool. I watched yeah. him fucking sing live on this one of these COVID things. He was pretty dope. Okay, okay. Uh, would you rather hang out with Christian Bale or Bale on Christianity? I'm not very Christian. I'll hang out with Christian Bale. He's a crazy fuck. I would have said the same thing. Would you fight 50 Cent for 50 Cent or fight Young Buck for a buck? I love 50 Cent. I do. I'd, I'd have to beat up Young Buck for a beat dollar. Up Young buck. More money. This is an interesting one. I've asked people this, and it's all the same answer. Get your heart broken or have open heart surgery? Uh, I'm going to go with get my heart broken on that. Wow. You're the first person ever to say that. Yeah. All right. Open uh, heart surgery last, is serious, man. Last one. Uh, eat Taco Bell for a week straight or make a bell out of tacos? I have a Taco Bell right there. I had it today for lunch. I'm going with Taco Bell. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll deal with it. These are right. tough. These are tough. Very the, bad. The, reigning, right, the reigning champion Goodbye. is up. Oh, we got the champ is here now. Let me show you guys how this is done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first one. Would you rather drink a Bud Light or have a light Bud? Hmm. Go with Bud Light. Okay. Light Bud, that doesn't sound like enough to get you baked. I'm going to go with a Bud Light. No, it's Budweiser, really. Would you rather give a guy a hand job? Or do a job that requires you to lose your hands. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a fucking tough one. That's not even. I'm gonna, gay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jerk the guy off. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking do it. I, I like my fuck. I'm gonna keep my hands. If that's a choice. I'm gonna have to fucking jerk the guy off. Would you rather carry a teddy bear everywhere you go, or go by the name Theodore Bear? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the name Theodore Bear. Okay. Would you rather have a job making peanut butter or a job buttering peanuts? Ooh. How did you butter peanuts? Ah. I'm going to go with the peanut butter. Okay. And last one. Would you rather have a dance-off with Little Richard while naked or suck a little dick? <laughs> I'll go. I'm gonna do the naked dance off with Little Richard. Okay. I would hope so. All right, Balik. This is huge. Who who no, holds your best question? Who's the winner here? This is a tough one, man. This is tough. These are good. Um, I don't know. It's like a toss up. Uh, I might have to flip a fucking bottle cap on this one. Yeah. Oh, no. What are oh. the two that you're thinking of? It's between you 
Yes. And I don't want to confuse your names. Eric is the second one, right? Yeah. 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 And Brian, right? Uh, yeah. So it's between you and Brian. <laughs> it is. I knew mine sucked. I came up with still a bottle cap. We're gonna flip it up. I'm gonna throw it up in the air. Uh, which side you want? I'll call the I'll call the gold side. I'm just gonna edit it to make it look like I won. So because I don't have any coins around, so I'm gonna flip it. You fucking won, kid. Yes, won. it's the Jack the Black champ. one, wasn't it? It was the Jack Black. It was. One. There it, it is. Was. It was pretty good. They were pretty That's clever. A tied. Uh, that's my third victory. That's three, three, two. The standings will pop up here in a second. Hey, Bollock, thanks for coming. That out. hand job question though was probably the question of the day. That was a pretty was, fucking good one. That was. That was a good question. Hey, I got one out of luck, Brian. Really. <laughs> I hope yeah. you have fun, Bollock. Seriously, we want to have you on again, man. No, I did. Whenever, man. I'm down. 